Hello, welcome to episode 71 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. Uh, we've got lots of stuff to talk about this week. This is what happens. When you, when, you, when you make a podcast that really could be a weekly podcast into a bi-weekly podcast, all of a sudden there's a lot to talk about in two weeks, because normally you'd put that in one week. You know what I mean? Yeah, except this all happened in one week, so... Right. <laughs> So there's that. Okay, so we've got. Um, can we can we just to set the stage a little bit? I am currently wearing a Bob the Builder hat. This is true. A construction hat. It's for kids, but I'm wearing it. Makes me think smarter. It's my thinking cap. So he, now you know. He put the cap on. And he said, "I'm ready. Let's go." I did say that. Let's go. And it was very stupid. Ryan left. Okay, so we. I actually didn't. So we've got. He held back a smile. Uh, we've got year four, season 4.2 patch notes, which are basically just bug fixes. But then we've got test server updates, which contain a ton of, um, operator buffs and nerfs. So this is good stuff here. Six invitational, uh, I guess road to SI 2020 event has begun and it's currently live and that's exciting. And then we've got a confirmation of the year five season pass, uh, which is actually quite a bit different than what we're used to seeing. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about here. Before we get into all this exciting stuff, though, we are sponsored by Mamba Energy. You can get a free trial and help support the podcast at mambaenergy.com slash r6pod. They have two flavors. They're both delicious. There's jungleberry and blue buzz. It's clean energy, sugar-free, gives you a little boost, helps you drain in, or not drain in. Why can't I ever say this stuff right? Helps I you. Know. Last time you said drown in. Yeah. Uh, helps you like zone in, dial in those headshots. You know? Specifically so. Energized. So I, I talked about this a little bit last time. Now to go more in depth, it gives you the, the essential vitamin B6 and B12s. And what those really do is it increases your 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 basically hand grip on the mouse and precision and so you're getting those in your eyesight as well the it, it goes straight to the occipital lobe and you can see better the heads what in the middle of the doing? screen <laughs> the b6 b12 vitamins that's what's in this can and that is exactly what you're getting with mamba <laughs> yes so go try it out for yourself mambaenergy.com slash r6 pod helps support the podcast and you can get a free sample just it, pay shipping it's great yeah, you may as well. It's literally free. You pay shipping and you're literally getting like 75 Red Bulls yeah, in, a little, love it, in a little jar. If you love it, stay subscribed to the monthly thing. It's super cheap energy-wise. Like if you like energy drinks, this is the cheapest way to get energy drinks, I think. So go do that. It's really cool. Mambaenergy.com slash R6pod. Should we dive in? Start with feet the, first? Yeah, feet, feet first. Uh, yeah, that's a dive. We're going on feet first. Feet first dive. Favorite kind of dive. Do it. Okay. So let's start with the least interesting. Year four, season 4.2 patch notes. Basically, Clash is fixed and Clash is back in. And then just a bunch of little random bug fixes. Did you see anything here that you wanted to talk about? Nope. All right. There's more about RFF stuff. Next map rotation should be for quick match, should be for the 4.3 patch, according to Ubi Wild Watermelon. So, Ubi WW classic ww okay uh what do you want to do next test server updates or what do you want what do you want to do your five season pass six invitational 2020 let's go season pass first alex give me season pass for your five alex yeah alex trebek alec sorry alec trebek 
Right. Just go with it. Okay. Uh, Year five season pass. This was oh. confirmed via leak. Jeopardy. Yeah. And then uh, was it Ubi Naughty made a comment on the Reddit post that uh, it was Ubi Fanch that basically confirmed that this is true. So this screenshot from the link, um, there have when we say leak, it really is news. There has been very little leaks that have not come to fruition. Yeah. So basically, leaks are don't even need to be confirmed. Whoever leaks the stuff is very. Uh, Most of the time, they're coming directly from game files. So, <clears throat> so yeah. there's that. Uh, yeah, but this is like clearly from a game file. They have a screenshot of the in-game menu. Uh, year five pass grants access to a one-year VIP premium membership and associated rewards. Six year five operators with seven-day early access. So right there, we have confirmed that we're only getting six new operators this next uh, this next year. Do you have a problem with that? Uh, let's get into it later. But let's continue reading through this. Uh, exclusive customization items, 10% off in the shop, 5% renowned boost. That's all more or less same. the same, right? Uh, 0.3% alpha pack boost. That's the same. 30% discount on the battle pass purchase. 30% bonus battle points not applied to challenges or achievements. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically it. So what's different here is you're getting two fewer operators. Right. Well, yep. everybody's getting two fewer operators, which means you it's like not worth as much because you're getting not as much uh Yeah. Whatever. Um early access. Is anything else different from the season pass than what we've seen? I mean the it battle used to come pass, with, uh, it used to come with credits. Yeah, it used to come with six hundred R six credits. And now you're getting a discount on the battle pass and you get bonus battle points. So I guess how do you feel about the season pass overall? We don't know how much it costs. That's a good point. You can't really have a judgment on it without knowing what it costs. And even if it was the same price, I'd still be fine with it. Yeah, I mean, it it pretty much always has just been like you get early access to the operators, and other than that, you get some cosmetic stuff. Yeah, right. So, and it's always been cheap. It's is thirty dollars normally. Yeah, I think it was thirty last time. Something like that. And then you can like if you have the UPlay uh, points on your UPlay account, you can get it for like twenty percent off at least yeah. on PC. Yeah. Uh, so it comes out to like twenty six, twenty five dollars or something. So that's not like a. I mean, it's not crazy. It's a lot to be paying every single year for a game. It's like buying a game membership, basically, that you don't need. But you don't need to buy it. Yeah, no, you don't need to. I think I think it's totally fair for for what it is. Like being totally unnecessary. It's just kind of like ridiculous stuff, and it's twenty five bucks. Like that's reasonable. Yeah. Um. So if they, I mean, if this is anywhere around the same price, I think it's going to be totally fine. Uh. Okay. Six operators. Only six. So what's going on here, do you think? What's funny is they we just talked about they want to get to 100 operators, and we were talking about how they'd have mm-hmm. to like pump through them. Yeah. But now they're only doing six this year, which I'm fine with. I think this is great. Yeah. I'm okay with the slowdown. So here's the thing about the 100 operators, which is the kind of the way that I first initially heard it, and then like I made, like I kind of changed my mind on it, was like, I originally thought like this wasn't like we are going to get 100 operators. It was just like... Yeah, like we could get up to 100 operators at some point in the future. Like we're just going to keep adding operators. Like it was kind of like an offhand, like mm. it wasn't like a specific target. Okay. You know what I mean? And so like, and then like the way they kind of kept referring back to that 100 operators thing, I don't know if it was them or really the more the community, but it started to make me think like that this is more of like, a target no, goal. like we want to hit that, like that goal at some point. But I, I really think that was just more of just like a generic, like, yeah, like don't worry about the number of operators. We're just going to keep adding them. Yeah. Uh, and I think this kind of confirms that. 
I mean, yeah, if they're only making six, because already you'd have to do, what are we at, like 50-ish around there right now? I think we're between 50 and 60. Fifty-two. So there's currently fifty-two operators in siege. So at this rate, you'd have to have, and you'd have to have forty-eight more, six more years of eight operators each. Mm-hmm. Like the game's not going to last. Six more years is a long time to keep a game alive from this point. Like it's already been up for four Four, years. That that's a long time. Um, I mean, I guess CS:GO, but still. But now they're only doing six this year, so that would mean eight years of six. Like it doesn't make sense. So I don't think they're actually going to get to 100, which I think is fine because I think they're starting to notice two people are having a hard time with new players, especially like no idea what any of these people do. Mm-hmm. And you're adding eight each year. Like, how are you expecting? It's like League of Legends going into that game sucks. Right. Well, and it's it's like a weird thing because each I feel like each set of operators is having a, a like successively less and less impact on the game because it's just it's a smaller percentage of the overall amount of operators. Right. And so like. Whereas before, it's like you add Blackbeard and Valkyrie and suddenly they shift the game a ton because that's like 10% of the operators in the game are now these two new ones that just came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Whereas now it's like you've got two new ones out of 52. And so it's like the chances they're even in the round are like so slim that, you know, Kali and and Wamai, it's like what impact have they really had? Like not much. And like even if they were like freaking amazing... It's like, okay, but they still have to justify their place over like the five operators that people are used to picking in their competitive right. mode or whatever, right? Um, anyway, more interestingly, why, like, what do you think is going on with this whatever season it is where they're not going to have new operators? Is it that they're going to do like a full rework of two existing operators, kind of like a map rework and that replaces the new map you know, right. type of thing? I I think that's what the speculation is right now that Castle and Tachanka are both getting a rework and they're going to come out one season. Mm-hmm. Um preferably that season 1. But I think that could happen or it could just be that they're going to release one one season to the next season, one one season and two the next season. They're just not going to release as many. Maybe they'll do one in a Tachanka rework and then they'll release two and then they'll do one in a Castle mm-hmm. rework. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Two. Yeah. But yeah, I I I would think that the that the whenever they don't do a new operator, whether it's one at a time or both at the same time, I think that's going to be replaced by a full operator rework. Yeah, a, a la map reworks that we've yeah. seen. Um, is there a chance you think that they're just like doing another operation health type of thing where they're not going to do anything new for a season? I mean, it could be there's a new, whole new development lead. So that's I possible. mean, like, how much is but, in the game that's like yeah, that I don't, significant? That's the thing. I don't that think there's would, enough to constitute saying we're not going to release any new content this season because there's so much that's broken i mean yeah the only thing i could think of that's like broken to that extent would be the debris thing and even that it's like it's it's not uh you don't run into it in every single round right it's only like in certain cases where you run into it so it's like it's probably a big overhaul based on how long it's taken them or whatever but i think number one they're already like kind of there yeah so i can't think of anything else that's like on that level it could be Two, they're only making six new operators. That's so only six new designs to make throughout the year. And we there is that whole cinematic. Did you, you saw that cinematic, right? With like Harry when you played the new map or whatever. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a second. But I have been making jokes about the art team. They have clearly been very busy this whole time. <laughs> so I think it's possible that they're only doing six because for the art team to have to make another two in this year is just impossible. 
<laughs> with all the work they had to do. <laughs> you flipped on the art team. Like, I mean, they are. I mean, just seeing that this week, I was amazed. And I was like, these poor guys, whole time I'm trash talking them. They're busy. Busy little guys. Yes. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Okay, so... I mean, I guess that kind of covers it for the year five pass. We should also read uh, what Ubi Finch said. Um, he's quoting the game director, Leroy Athanasov. Uh, we are investing our resources on building more features and systems that will impact every player in every match. So this, is, this is not referencing like the operators, but this is referencing the season pass differences. Mm. The year, uh, And then he says the year five pass reflects this direction focused on features that benefit all players, not just those playing the newest operators. It will lead to additional content for all players, such as free events, extensive reworks, and other core gameplay features. More details on why we are releasing six operators in year five, as well as how that leads into year six and beyond, will be shared during the six invitational in February. That's a year six confirmation already. Yeah. Which, okay. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> year six and beyond. Does beyond mean Siege 2, or does that mean... Is that like kind of an infinity and beyond thing, where you never really know what's beyond? <laughs> Yes, the second one. Mm. Um, so I, I guess it sounds. I mean, they're just focused on like the whole community. They don't want to do like, anything more with the season pass. That's like a paywall type of thing, which bed, is good. Bed body works and beyond. Bed bath and beyond. Bath and body works. Bed, we found out what was it beyond in uh, Click with Adam Sandler. Oh, what happened? What are you talking about? I mean, I know the movie. That's where he found the universal remote. It was in the Beyond part. Oh, it was in Beyond? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, we still don't know what's in Infinity and Beyond. But anyway, one day um, we'll get there. <clears throat> okay, so that's the year five pass. I think that mostly covers the interesting stuff there. Um, okay, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the test server notes because this is interesting test server notes have changed siege yeah um it's sad really Mm. but (laughs) but we'll see okay so first of all they made changes to ads for all weapons ads time is an increase for all weapons so they they did that overall the animations in ember rise and they're saying that basically this caused ads animations to decrease across the board which I think is different than what they said before, because I think before they said, like, oh, yeah, the animations will be faster, but actually the ADS is still yeah. the same. But now they're saying, oh, no, like, it actually did decrease all the ADS animations. Um, so there's that. So Assault Rivals went from 0.3 seconds to 0.4. DMR is also 0.3 to 0.4. SMGs from 0.2 to 0.3. LMGs 0.4 to 0.45. So Big they have difference. the smallest, uh, smallest shift up there. Um, and now they're really close to assault rifles and DMR is only 0.45 seconds versus 0.4. So it's a, the ADS difference between those two is very small. Uh, pistol from 0.1 up to 0.2. SMGs and secondary slots from 0.1 to 0.35. So that's a big difference. Yep. Um, and then shotguns 0.2 to 0.25. Uh, have you tested this at all in the test server? Have you done any test servers yet? Okay, I haven't done any yet. I. I don't think most people will even notice the difference. No. I think you'll notice probably SMG, secondary SMGs. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that because that's a big difference. I mean, that's triple, more than triple the... Yeah, three and a half times, and it's from 0.1 all the way up to 0.35. That's yeah. almost a half second from almost nothing. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's a big difference. Which makes sense that SMGs are 0.3, but SM- pocket SMGs are 0.35. Yeah. <laughs> 
I also really. uh wouldn't be surprised if you start to notice that LMGs don't feel as slow compared to the assault rifles mm-hmm. and DMRs that they used to. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's like a little thing. We'll see how much that really affects anything, at least like at, at regular player level. Uh, okay, and then we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight operators have had pretty significant uh, changes, changes, buffs and nerfs. Blackbeard. Blackbeard actually was not nerfed. Unless, like, somehow this accidentally turns into a nerf, which is very likely. <laughs> um, but just because, uh, you know, when all else fails, just keep calm and nerf Blackbeard. But uh, Blackbeard, ADS penalization will only apply when Blackbeard's gun shield is equipped. So that's new. And then weapons without the gun shield will maintain the same timings as any other assault rifle. Weapons with the gun shield will have the same timings as they have now. And the angled grip will affect the scar with and without the gun shield equipped. Can you explain that last bullet point? No, because I don't know what the difference is. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to say. So they're saying the angled grip. Uh, I I guess I I don't know how it reacts now, so I can't say. But uh, going forward, it will change um, the ADS time both with the shield equipped and without the shield equipped. What is that first line trying to say? Oh, um, that when you don't have the gun shield equipped on your scar or whatever, that mm-hmm. they'll they'll use the same timings for ADS as other assault rifles. That's different now? Yeah, I think now, even when he doesn't have the gun shield equipped, his, his ADS for the scar and everything is slower. Super slow. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Weapons with the gun shield will have the same timings as they have now. Okay. So nothing's really changing except when the gun shield's off, it acts like a regular thing. Instead of, okay. What I wonder is, like, when you have your gun shield broken, does it automatically revert to this, the faster aim times, or is it kind of a thing where you have to, like, still unequip it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know you know, saying. like, when a yes. breach, breach charge gets destroyed and you yeah. still have to, like, you blow wait. the charge? Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully they did it where it's automatic, because that would be a stupid thing to have to, like, think about. I don't think they did. We'll see. Uh... And then, yeah, so I mean, th- th- this is actually a pretty, pretty small change, but for somebody who plays Blackbeard a lot, this might make a difference just to know that, you, like, you don't have that penalty if you've lost your shields or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Echo. This is significant. Tell us about your boy Echo. So Echo and his yokai, his little drones, can be hacked by Dokubi now. So he's no longer immune to the logic bomb, so his phone's now going to vibrate instead of him not having it vibrate and then when she hacks observation tools when she finds a little phone on the ground and hacks them then she can see the yokais whereas before when they hacked cams they never got to see yokais yeah uh also with this change yokai now has lights that show only when not cloaked and yokai drone lights will change to reflect it as hacked so it'll now have lights on it as long as it's not cloaked and you'll be that will help you see whether or not it's been hacked Uh, what do you think? I think it's good. I think it's fine. I think he's very, very strong when he's on, and there's no super great counter to him other than, I mean, obviously throwing um, EMPs down. But now the fact that you can actually hack the thing, and you can call him now. So you can, okay, we're going to plant. Let's call Echo. Yep. And let's plant. Knock him off. Yeah. And he, I mean, he could be standing on top of a mute jammer, so that could do nothing, But which I think is cool. Yeah. But that, that makes the mute jammer thing like way more like impactful right right um so i I think now like if if dokubi's banned echo is definitely going to be banned Mm -hmm. like no chance um but yeah 
What do you define? Do you ban? You ban defenders first, don't you? Uh, you ban attackers first, don't you? Now I don't know for sure, but I think you ban attackers first. How are you going to find it? Watching a pro league clip. Jeez, they talk for so nobody cares, dude. Nobody wants to see you guys talk about nothing for three hours before the clip starts. But you ban attackers first. I knew it. Twelve minutes and thirty seconds of nothing. <laughs> Before the actual match starts, and if this is that would be like the NFL showing a highlight reel of a game and having you watch twelve minutes of pre-game action before the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you ban attackers first. Yeah, he, so, he found that by looking up a pro league video. If if Dokubi is banned on attack, hold on. Yes, if Dokubi is banned on attack, then guaranteed Echo will end up being banned on defense. Most likely. Um. Do you think Echo gets banned less because of this? Not really. I don't think so either because he, it's still the same problem, right? Right. Uh, that he's just I, annoying. I won't have as much of a problem leaving him now because like, I'll be like, well, I'll play Dokubi and we'll not have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But I still think other people will just ban him just as much. Right. Because then, then you have to say, okay, we got to make sure we pick Dokubi every round to counter Echo. And then who, who are we missing out on if I've been picking Dokubi? Like, like, then who, I'm not picking Buck. Who would I rather ban? Right. Nobody. Right, like right, that's a good point. I mean, maybe Legion and Ella, maybe or what? What you like might start getting here is like, okay, we actually like to play Echo on our side, mm-hmm. so we'll try not to ban him, and we'll just like deal with him with Dokubi if we have to on the other yeah. side because we prefer to have him on our side. Right. Uh, so maybe you'll start seeing that. But I do think this is really cool because speaking as a maestro player, like it is super annoying when Dokubi knocks you off your cameras when like it's a clutch minute where like mm-hmm. you want to be on um and like just thinking about now how this affects roamers it's like okay if you've got an echo on your team and you're roaming you got to be really careful not to drop your phone out there and allow that dokubi to get it because now they can call out wherever the echo drones are right you know and and those suddenly become and huge are, intel yeah. gathering oh yeah things so like like that's going to be a big big deal now for roamers to be careful as echo is going to be in the match it's almost like you as an attacker, I would rather have them be playing Echo if I'm playing Dokubi because then I can I have someone that's sitting on cams the whole round that we don't have to deal with because he's sitting on cams. Yeah. And now we have a huge advantage if we can hack cams. Yeah. Um, how and many... then what do you do as Echo? Do you destroy your, your yokais? Like those are, I mean, it's huge intel. I mean, you can still control them. Maybe you put them on the ground somewhere so they can't see anything. Maybe you drop them and like put them somewhere where like you're not, they're not going to get any intel and then pull them up when you need them, but. Yeah, that might be your best. I'm like, you don't want to shoot them because you still want to try to be able to use them if you have to. Right, that's the whole reason you picked them, right? Um, so that's kind of hard to, like, it, it's going to be a judgment call every time. I think. Right. Um, how many calls does Dokubi get these days? Two, just two. Okay. Um, but I mean, that's going to be huge if she can just knock him off just to get the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how? What's the timing on that? Twelve so, seconds to stop it is five seconds. Yeah, so you like, would not be able to if they were to start planting. If you if they were to walk and like start planting and then you hit the call, he would be knocked off his phone. Take five seconds for him to it, after he's able to actually press the buttons. It takes right. a second to be able to press it and right. then be able to pull it up again. Get on his camera, look at the person shoot, orient and shoot. It's like you have no time. If you could, it'd be very close, and I, we probably can't. No. Yeah interesting okay i'm looking forward to see how this changes i hope that echo doesn't get banned as much just so we can see something interesting start to happen I'll, i'm fine not banning him in archie <clears throat> so we'll see what happens there okay ready to move on yeah ella 
They've reduced recoil on the Scorpion Evo 3 for the first 16 shots. Any preceding shots will have recoil similar to what is currently on live. So, so what does she put in that 17th bullet, do you think? <laughs> like, do you think she knows? She's like, well, it's too easy. So my 17th bullet is going to be like, just a, just a, <laughs> it's just going to be a thing of dynamite. <laughs> well, so so here's my question, bullet. and they're not clear about it. Uh, does it literally mean like the 17th round in the chamber or does it mean if you fire more than 16 shots in succession? I think it's in succession. Okay. So like if, if I fire 16 and stop and then fire another 16, I would have reduced recoil for both yeah. spurts. That's what I thought, uh, which they're not clear on it, but I would think it's safe to assume that's, that's what yes. they're saying. Um, so I, I don't actually, actually think her 17th bullet is dynamite by the way. Oh, you don't No, because that would mean if high if explosive it, at least right. high well, explosive round. No, if it was as you were trying to say, that means that it really is like one of the bullets in there is just like climbing up. But I think what it is, is one of the bullets in there just keeps dropping to the bottom. It wants to be in spot 17. And then as soon as it gets a break, it drops down 17 more bullets. Yeah. But if you keep going, it doesn't get a chance to drop down. So it just goes up and it goes boom. Right. So then you have recoil. So we'll see. Anyway, I, uh, I was playing her a little bit today just to like, I I don't really play Ella. So I just wanted to like get a feel for how it is. And actually like her gun's not that bad. Like I remembered it being really, really bad, but like that was in comparison to what it was before. It was really, really bad. Exactly. Like it used to be really good and then it became like, eh. And so like, I went and played it and it's like, it's fine. Like I, I wouldn't choose it over most other weapons. You'd like, you know, but like, but it's fine. And so I'm, I haven't tested out the, the new recoil, but I'm sure it's only just going to make her, um, just just more of like a attractive option because I like she's fine now, so this can only be good. Finca, if Finca. you're ready to move on, mm-hmm. they increased Finca's spear point three eight damage to forty two up from thirty eight. That's a significant, yeah, buff to Finca. There's a lot of people doing like the sausage rush right now with Finca. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a funny. That's kind of a meme kind of thing, but also a real thing that's just come in the game. Um, so I mean, hopefully this will help people. I think they're trying to make the spear picked more often than the sausage. But yeah, um, it, well, it's in their note it says we've seen that Finca spear underperforms all other assault rifles on attack, and are looking to make it a more viable option. So that's good data to have. That like, look, this is the worst assault rifle, so we're just going to give it a little damage bump. What's encouraging here too is like we see these kinds of like nerfs and buffs a lot nowadays where it's like 38 to 36 or thir- like to 38 to 35 or 38 to 42 like mm-hmm. j- like this little range of like mid 30s to low 40s type of thing like this seems to be the sweet spot of like just fine-tuning it just right we've seen this with like the mp5 and we've seen it with uh i'm trying to think of another example which by the way i have not noticed the mp5 being picked less than it was before uh no, but like, do you think people are picking Rook and Doc the same as they used to pick them? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I like, I I feel like it's it doesn't just feel as dominant as it used to. Like, it's not a huge change, obviously. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I think this these like these little fine tunes right here in that thirty ish spot where it's like three to four points, I think are like the fact that we keep seeing them. I think is an indication that they work. Probably so. And so we also see another one with Jaeger. Jaeger, they reduced his 416C damage to 38 down from 43. So that was already way high. 43 yes. was it very was, high. It was very, very good. For a defensive gun. So down to 38. This will be good for Jaeger to make him just 
a little bit more in line with everybody else. Um, I don't think it'll make him bad at all. Like Jaeger is really no, he's good. Still, 38 is still good. It's still high. And he still has a really good, like steady gun. Right. It's a gun I can headshot with without a problem. So but I'm fine with that being lowered. Yep. I think this is great for Jaeger. Okay. Maestro. They finally turned their eye to the shining Maestro and they've removed the ACOG from his Alda. They did. I can't say I didn't see it coming. I can't say it didn't need to happen, but I am sad about it. Yeah, but I saw it coming a mile away. I mean, I said they should... With your ACOG? Yeah. Take the ACOG. Why is the ACOG on the Alda? Yeah. It made no sense. <clears throat> this is good. Uh, it, it, Maestro will still be good. He is still good. The Alda is an amazing gun. Right. Like with Alda with the Hollow will be good. And in some situations, it's going to actually turn out better, right? Like, right. In, in just the right situation, you'll actually be glad that you had the hollow instead of the uh, ACOG. Um, this will be good. It'll just make it a little bit less easy for him just to hold long angles. It'll it'll uh, be good for balance, and I'm glad they didn't like break him in some other way that could have been really yeah. detrimental. Yeah. All right, Nook and Smoke, they increased the FMG 9 damage to 34, up from 30. This was more targeted at Nook. They initially only... Um, mentioned Nook in the notes. They wanted to buff Nook and then Smoke kind of just comes along with it because he happens to have the same gun. Right. This is not going to make any dif- dam- difference no. for Nook. They want to give her a bit more confidence to make full use of her identity to sneak around and take 1v1 situations and gunfights. She's still just a person walking around with a gun without any gadget. Like it right. doesn't change the right. fact that that's what... And this is just to give you kind of an idea. So Jaeger's 416C damage before was 43. Nook's FMG 9 damage before was 30. That's a 13-point difference in damage. Right. That's how bad her gun was. Right. And it's still not... It's only at 34. It's still not good. They nerfed Jaeger and buffed Nook, and Nook is still four points lower than Jaeger's gun. What is good is the difference from 30 to 34 is good in that that takes you from a, a four-shot kill on mm-hmm. a on a three-speed to a three-shot kill. Right. Uh, I don't... I don't can't do the math in my head to know exactly where it changes to three to four shots on a two or a three armor mm. i'm guessing on a two armor you're probably going to be landing at four because it's only 102 points of damage right i'm not sure exactly how it works 90 plus 12 uh, would be 102 so like uh and and uh two armors take 0.9 percent not 0.9 percent take uh 0.9 times the damage so that's what you're, you're going to be you're going to be past that one bullet threshold but this is like this is a one bullet if you were kill in the chest for uh for your three speeds mm-hmm. so like that that makes a difference, right? Yes. Even though it's only four points of damage, it makes a difference in that case. Um, so it's good, but this isn't her her like ultimate problem, right? Like the problem is that her gun's not very good, but also just like her gadget's not going to come into play in most cases because people aren't looking at cameras that they're not relying on cameras that uh, much that much where it matters, right? I I think I really think we had a kind of a good idea with her like. When she does that, she's also kind of immune to electric traps. Yeah, sneak through like, traps, yeah. see cloaked, cloaked uh, gadgets. That kind of stuff would like be huge for yeah. her to be like a sneaky type infiltrating yep. operator. Get in fast, make her a three speed instead of a two speed. Yeah, see the lasers on the Capkin traps, yeah. like stuff like that. Then that would be cool. I think that's when they would start seeing something like, okay. Yeah. I'll try her again. Like I, I like Nook in concept, and like she looks oh, she's so cool. Sick, yeah. Um, like I'll, I'll try to play her again and see if it makes a difference. But I'm telling you right now, it's not going to. Um. Okay. Ying. Ying has had some big changes. I've been trying to play a little bit more Ying so that I can 
you know, like feel the changes, but honestly, like it's, it's so technical here that I don't think I'm going to be able to, to tell you the difference. We'll have to look to other content creators, I think, to really know. I think I can tell you that I am going to be more confident if I ever play her just reading this. Yeah. Like it seems like it makes it easier to understand how it works and like see how it works as you're playing. Right. Yeah. So starting off on her list of buffs that Candela, they're all basically to her Candela's. Ying's Candelas now have a new outline that is visible only to Ying, so you can see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Improved distribution of cluster flashes to make the flash more reliable. Number of pellets per Candela increased to 7, up from 6, 1 at floor level, 3 at around hip level, and 3 at head level. Pellets detonation time reduced to 0.3 seconds, from 1 second on throw and 2.5 seconds on deploy. So that's, that's already huge. huge. Yeah. That's gigantic. Pellets that bounce on environmental props maintain their velocity instead of falling and detonating on the floor. And then the Candela explosion minor VFX video improvements. So it seems like they basically made the Candela be way more reliable. You throw it into a room, it's going to spread out nicely. It's going to go off way faster Mm -hmm. where you can actually rush a room. Like I'm going to throw this in the room, I'm going to go and I'm going to be safe. Yeah. Because they are. And it's going to go where you expect because it doesn't have things now where like it hits a prop and then just drops dead. Like, I mean, it bounces, you know, mm-hmm. maintains its momentum. Uh, and, and you can see like where it went in the room with this outline. Um, it, it It's going to be more consistent with these where they're now detonating three at hip level, three at head level, one at the floor. It's more consistent as far as like actually blinding people. So like, I think this is just going to be huge for making that something where like you're saying, you can toss it in there, expect that it does what it's supposed to do and you can run in and get some kills out of it. Right. Are you interested in trying to play more? How much Ying have you played, if at all? I've played Ying. I haven't played her like a bunch, but I've I've definitely played her like a, a decent amount. But I will play her more. Like I'll definitely try her out more because of that. Yeah, I think this is going to be huge. For I think it's going to help her. Interesting people in Ying. Uh, yeah, that point three seconds down from two and a half seconds on deploy. I don't know how many people actually like deploy on the walls for Ying Candelas, but I mean, I think that's so rare because it's like you. What do you get out of it usually? Right. It's like why not just throw it through the door? Yeah, I mean, unless you're doing it from above or something, but then it's like yeah. what do you expect how to get often, out of it? How often do you see people do Yings from above? I. Never. I never see you no. do that. Yeah. Really? I mean, that would be a smart play, actually, now that I think about it. Like a bank basement? Why not? Not bank. Sorry. Uh, consulate basement? Why not put one where, like, the truck is or, like, back in the kitchen? Put a couple there and throw some yings while you let someone get in and start planting? Sure. Why not? Because why not just do fuse if you're going to do that? I guess a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean that that would be my. I mean, but thing. if you bring if you bring Ying, you have a, a faster person. You have more utility if it's not in that sure. spot. Sure. Uh, also, the Ying with the fuse is is a really good combo because they can't see anything <laughs> and then you just nuke <laughs> them. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, that's that's good fun. Um, but yeah, like this is cool. I'm excited to to play Ying now. Whereas before, it's like eh, I might pick Ying if I can't decide anybody else to pick. So overall, like. Who do you think is the biggest change here? I think I I I, I want to say Ying, um, but I think Echo is huge actually too. Maestro almost. I want I think Maestro is going to be the most noticeable change. Yeah, actually. if I had to say who would actually have the most direct impact on the game, I'd probably say Maestro specifically because I'm talking about ranked really, and Echo is going to still continue to be banned and ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maestro is a commonly picked operator that all the being nerfed is going to be a big deal. Um, but I think 
Echo's change is like is just monumental. Like right. th- this is this is going to be a big deal both for Echo and Dokubi. Um, but I mean, Echo Ying and Maestro, this is all good. Also, Jaeger's change is going to, I think, show up probably more than you expect. Yeah, forty-three to thirty-eight. It's a big, big change. But I'm excited for this. Like, these are good little shifts, and like, I think this is going to make those graphs look better. It's going to mm-hmm. make people feel better about where Siege is balance wise. I think this is all good stuff. Still getting excited to find out that year five announcement and everything that's part of it. Yes. Can't wait for your five coming up in a couple weeks here. Yeah, really. It's coming soon. I, I Do you think that's when they will announce? I think, well, obviously, they're going to explain the operators and how many there's going to be and why it's that way. Yeah, they'll definitely go I, through. Are we still on organ and... Ooh. I still think that they'll rework three maps. Yeah, I agree. Organ and what? Uh, I'm trying to remember what we said. Organ... Did we say consulate? Consulate. No. Yes. No. There's another one that we're... Oh, Chalet. Yeah, Chalet. Chalet is one of the ones. Oregon and Chalet were like Shoron and then the other one's uncertain. Probably yeah. Bank because they have a, they have a layout. That's true. Uh, it's already been done. Okay. Let's get into this Road to SI event as long as we're talking about the... Uh, these, uh, what am I talking about? The Year 5 reveal coming up. Mm-hmm. So that will be happening, of course, at the 6 Invitational. Now we have a new Road to SI 2020 event like we had last year. So last year's Road to SI event was basically the introduction to the new ranked rules with the uh, Without operator bands. That's what it was. Right. But that's basically what it was. Operator bands, uh, three attacks, and then three defends. We had all that stuff. It was great. Everybody loved it. Uh, what was the map that we played that on? There were seven all the... The, oh yeah, it was the um, pro league maps. Pro league maps, thank you. Pro league map pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really really good time. Um, and now this time it's basically just an unranked playlist. So we follow all the regular ranked rules, but it, there's no uh, MR that that goes with it. Right. Um, and it's happening on. They did this like whole video that does it like this uh, hype up video, which you should go watch. It's pretty cool. But it happens on this weird like. Do they have a name for this map? The stadium? Stadium. It happens on the stadium, which is kind of like a weird practice uh, themed map, right? Where they like it looks like a military practice facility or whatever. But then it's like inside of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't put my finger on like what they're going for here. Is it like, is the idea that people are coming to watch the R6 operators train and like this big stadium or like... I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like just supposed to be a, like I thought at first. That's what they were going for. But in the stands, there's nobody there. Yeah, like, and then it'd everybody cool kind of put the little Rocket League people up everybody, there. Everybody, like not everybody, but some of the operators have like a jersey almost mm-hmm. looking thing. It's like, is it just like a weird like pseudo crossover between the Six Invitational and like Rainbow Six? And there's not really supposed to be any like. uh uh, like logical connection here is just kind of like a fun thing. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm trying to make a logical understanding of this, I'm I'm taking it too far. You think? Yeah. I th- I think it's just a. I don't. I th- they may have been going for something at first, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to be exactly clear. 
what I do wish happened with these events was I wish that you could just hop in the maps and like walk around because right. like there's so much cool stuff to see, I feel like, but mm-hmm. like I never will because I'm not going to like sit there and just run around the map while other people are playing the game. Right. Um, but anyway, like that said, so the map is kind of just like, it feels like sections of different maps all kind of just chopped up and put together. Yeah. Anyway, the coolest part about it, to be honest with you, is there's like big, big windows that are like, you can see from inside to outside and vice versa. Yeah. And like, you like huge, huge windows, giant, and you can't shoot through them or anything. So you can just see the enemy team running at you or like, you can see the defenders running by. Mm hmm. But you can't do anything about it's it. It's almost like but you it's could, really cool. It's like looking in a fishbowl, and you could even like see them putting up traps and yeah. stuff. And it's just like it's just very strange because you could just watch them setting up uh-huh. and watch them like in their corners or whatever. I actually had one where I was like repelling on one of these, and somebody like walked up to me, and I like we were kind of like teasing each other, and then I was able to direct my team to come kill him because he was too busy like <laughs> looking at me out the window. Um, but yeah, like that in itself is kind of fun, and I would actually be interested to see something like that in a map, like. Yeah. Even like within the map where there's just a big like bulletproof plate glass thing Interesting. Yeah. from room to room or like through a hallway or something. I've always been really interested in the idea of like a very modern looking office building, almost like um, tower, but not bad. Yes. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> like, like a very like uh, you think about like I'm like in the dark night there's that time where he goes to the, the Chinese guy's office and it's like this very modern looking like office with a lot of glass and like big high-rise office building um you probably don't remember because you had never seen the dark knight until just recently which yeah. was crazy but like just like that classic like high-rise very modern lots of glass office building i would love to have something like that where there's like a lot of bulletproof glass and mm-hmm. you can see people throughout the map but you can't shoot them and like it would have to breach cons- the glass as long as it's consistent as long as it's like some of the glass is bulletproof and some of it's not. I think it would all have to be bulletproof. Yeah. It would have to be clear like what kind of glass, glass yeah, yeah, is bulletproof. Or whatever. But, like, it'd be cool if you could, like, breach the glass, you know? So, like, I don't know. I, I just think like, that would be a very cool idea for maps. So, like, I like seeing this. Mm-hmm. What's cool, too, is there's also some, like, on the floors and, like, ceilings. So, there's, like, these circle-shaped ones where, like... You're on the roof of the building. You can look down and you can see the enemy team below you. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, there they are. Yeah, so there's a lot of like weird novelty things yeah. that are cool about this. But apart from that, like, how do you feel about the game mode and the map overall? I, what I what I think is really cool is just the announcer. Like over, It's yes. like a Rocket League announcer where it announces like over the stadium what's happening. Uh-huh. And that's just really cool. Um, but as far as the map plays, like it's been, I've seen people like prioritize, not prioritize, but to prefer like the top floor objectives over the bottom floor. I don't know if that's just because that's kind of what we're doing or Mm. there's a reason behind that. But I mean, it seems fine, like kind of a fun, cool map to mess around in. I don't think it would be like super balanced and like ranked play, but I've also only played a couple of matches. Yeah. I've only played a couple too. I like, I don't know how hard it's going to be to like figure out how to even get around this map because like it, because as soon as you walk into a room it. you like you feel like you're familiarized because you're like oh this is that uh this is the top floor of oregon yeah right and like and like you you get that really quick and then you walk to the next room and suddenly it's not and like it's right. very different and like so i don't know like how easy it would be to actually figure it out if you're just playing it casually like we're going to be well, especially because you can't be in it alone Right. You, you can't, can't walk around it. Yeah, which I think is so, so, so silly. 
Yeah, it's a missed opportunity, I feel like. It's actually, that's probably my number one thing on my wish list for them to announce in year five is that uh, like some like a, a custom game rework and along with it, you can go back in, in events and play events with your friends in custom games. Yeah, that'd be so sweet. Like if all the oh event maps came back and they had like custom event rules that you could select yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Freak, yes. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, but anyway, like... This is fun to play. Like, I think most people are not going to get much out of this uh, just because, like, it's just regular Siege. At, like, because with the last I mean, SI... it's ranked Siege, but... Right, but, like, with the ra- the last Road to SI, there was, like, new rules. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, we had never played before. This, it's just, like, the only thing that's really different here is the aesthetic and then just, like, it's a new map, but the new map is, like... Like I don't feel like this is like a balanced map where it's like suddenly something super exciting to play on. Right. So I think a lot of people will not get much out of this, and I think I would not be surprised to see it kind of dead the coming weekends after people have played it. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. But like I'm having fun with it. Like I'll continue playing it. Yeah. So there's that. It's it's cool. It's a cool thing. Um, they have what's kind of annoying is they moved like when you're selecting your operator. There's five operators on each team that have the new uniform, and they move them all to like the bottom of the operator list. So like oh. Sledge is normally at like the top left corner, just one over, right? Yeah. But they moved me out of the very bottom, and I was like, Sledge isn't in this game mode. Like I was really confused. I was like, what in the world? And I was trying to like select other operators. Like, what is so, going? Like, they're all on different spots. Around. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, I haven't played this game way too long, and I realized like Sledge is at the bottom, and I realized what they did. They moved everyone that had uniforms to the bottom of the operator selection list yeah that's kind of silly interesting i mean it kind of makes sense because they want you to see like i don't know but i was confused what's the deal with the cosmetics with this thing do you have to oh it comes with its own battle pass is that the idea a new full-size rainbow six siege battle pass filled with a variety of rewards is coming for five weeks the road to si 2020 battle pass will be available with a free and a premium track so you can buy the premium track for this same one or for this one as well and 30% of everyone will go to the six Invitational Prize Pool. As the operators proudly represent their nations, you'll be able to unlock the outfits created for them to wear as they compete. With 35 tiers and two tracks, the Battle Pass boasts a total of 50 rewards. As you progress, you will obtain the competitor's exclusive gear and more. So you can get these like jersey-type things. Um, that's cool. Sledge and Kavira's like, uh, headgear basically just being like naked head. no no embellishments, no like masks and stuff is uh, actually kind of cool. Oh yeah. Kavira uh, looks different than I would have expected right. somehow. And sledge. Interesting. Good point. But uh, yeah, so I, I would assume that if you want uh, most of these uniforms, you're going to have to shell out for the premium battle pass. Um, If you have not played this though, you, you need to play it. At least one time, because there's a cinematic that's not on their website. You can probably find it on YouTube. But there's a really cool cinematic that, that shows when you play it. It's just like a cool, like, showing the operator. It's clear the art team spent a long time working on this bad boy. Yeah, That's what cool. they've been doing this whole time. Yeah, the the whole event, like, just, like, the the design of it all and, like, the like all of that stuff around it is really cool. The actual, like, gameplay of it, I feel like, is a little bit underwhelming. But it's a cool thing. I'm glad it's there. All right, uh, I believe that's it. We actually got through all of this amazing stuff that's going on. Like, it's so fun to have things to talk about, and I'm very excited about it. Should we dive into a few listener questions? Let's dive feet first. 
If you have listener questions, you can ask those in two places. One. So I have a question that I want to ask to you. Ask me. You are a listener to me. Right. What What would I do in this case? In, yeah, in this case, uh, you would just say it because you're here. Okay. Now, say I wasn't here, but I had a question to ask you. Ah, I see. Okay. So, one, you could go to Twitter, and okay. you could find the account at r6unrenowned, and you could tweet us. Twitter? You find it? Yes. Good job. Follow. Our r6unrenowned. Everybody, everybody should be doing this in tandem with Chris. Follow. At r6unrenowned, follow. We tweet about siege and whatever's going on through the week there and also updates on um, when an episode is out so you can make sure you never miss one and uh, you can ask us questions there also you can join our discord search unrenowned discord on google you'll find it found it yes joined joined join the discord everybody it's a good time and uh you can ask questions there we have a channel dedicated to it it's a fun community to be in um so come check that out we'd love to have your questions on the podcast Anything else before we go? I think we dive in feet first at let's, this point. Let's do a feet first dive, my favorite kind of dive. Our first question, ladies and gentlemen, comes from the Unrenowned Discord. And it is a question from Professor Jason 7 He says, how do you guys keep track of when someone would get the questionnaire rule? Also, why is it spelled like that? Okay, let's oh, answer. We explain that again. Yeah. P.S. Second one, um, it's spelled like that because it's like Imagineer from Disneyland. You have Imagineers. Also, I don't know how else you would spell it. Yeah. Also true. Um, like engineer. It's the oh, same. Maybe he thinks it's questioner, but it's not questioner. It's questionnaire. Yeah, it's questionnaire. Um, also, how do we keep track of it? So to get the questionnaire role, you have to have six questions in six separate episodes in the podcast. And then you get the questionnaire role. That's kept track by uh, Google Sheets. Just put in whose name and what day they put a question don't, in. Don't hack our Google Sheets. <sighs> don't. <laughs> that's how that's it okay silver has a question not siege related but important how to get gf so ryan i'm gonna how to get to grand finals no i think he means girlfriend oh i'm gonna push this one on to you because i'm still single and you have a wife yeah i don't have a girlfriend so i couldn't tell you oh well i'd say get I, out there and, and look i got a wife instead uh i mean talk to girls yes talk to friends make friends talk make to friends. more people Yes. <laughs> Those are the answers. Find people and talk to them. <laughs> Someone's bound to listen. Maybe. You never know. Nobody listens to you. No. <laughs> Landon asked, best game on Switch. Neither of us has a Switch. But I, if I had to guess, I would say Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I've heard that's actually really good. But I would, which one would I have most fun playing? Would either be Mario Party or Mario Kart? I think I'd probably have most fun playing one of those two. Probably Mario Kart. Probably. But Mario Party is also really, really fun. With the right group of people. Still, like, I don't know. I feel like Mario Party's had its day. Maybe. Maybe it's, it's still a fun, fun game. I mean, but I am, I am talking about like a long time ago when I was playing it. I just remember it being really fun. But Why not Josh asks, I was listening to an old podcast where you guys complained about Hereford and how the middle two floors aren't even needed or wanted. How would you feel if Ubi reworked the map to where it was just a two-floor building that had the basement as the first floor and the third floor as a new second floor? So, I mean, the problem with that is the just size of it in general is now way too small. Yeah. Um, Also, the basement's fun, but the third floor is like the worst part of that map. Yeah, which the third floor looks like the most fun. Like, I, I... you know, I actually don't hate it that much, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't ever hate Hereford that much. 
I actually don't hate that map, but I do feel still feel like the two middle fours were never like I don't know. I don't never know utilized. what to say about Hereford. Yeah. Um I like I think that was the problem is that the two middle fours just weren't utilized that much. If if I had them do something with Hereford, it would be to go back to the original Hereford, start from that and do a rework of that in your current rework uh Mind. style. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to completely rebuilding the map into something that ultimately I think is worse. And the original Hereford, like yeah. in the, the that that map certainly had its problems, but like I had more fun playing that old Hereford map than I do playing the new Hereford. Yeah, map. I'd agree with that. Um, so that's what I would say. Like, I I don't think just removing the the other two floors helps because again, it's too small, and then also that third floor is a problem in and of itself. An easy target asked, "Do you think Siege should have a post-match breakdown after each game with a with round breakdowns and stats on how often your abilities had an impact on the match?" So, short answer: Yes, we definitely want more stats in mm-hmm. Siege. Um, if you go back to the beta, there originally was like a post-round timeline that they would show after every single round yes and it would show like a timeline of of how the round went through like what time you died and like like where kills happened throughout the round and it was like it was interesting but like not really useful just kind of like interesting to see it's good they removed it because it like it slowed down like the game just like breaking up the action right a ton and like it wasn't very useful like but it was cool and it would be cool to see something more like that at the end of a round, at the end of a, a game, rather. Mm-hmm. That you could skip if you wanted to. Yeah, something like, um, you know, old RTS games like StarCraft and Age of Empires 2 would do this, mm-hmm. where you yeah. could go through and you could see, like, the economy yeah, graphs and you could see, like, all the, you could see, like, the population graphs and you would see where the big battles happened, the populations just dropped, and then you would see, like, you could see all the effects of everything. You could see where you lost the game because your resource resources coming in were a lot lower than the other person's like mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff was really cool so it would be cool to see some sort of end of game total breakdown where you could see each round and like like a heat map would be the coolest thing that i would love to yeah. see like i would love to see stats like this i i always love playing starcraft major empires and like using cheats because your economy would be really weird because you'd have like yeah. tons of army and kill a bunch of people but you your economy would be zero everywhere. yeah because you didn't do anything with the economy, you just used cheats. Yeah. I would also love to see just like um uh like operator selection stats and stuff. Like operate this operator was picked this many times, like this operator was in the game this amount of time, yeah. like this operator had this like the most kills happened by Mira this round or this game or whatever. Yeah, interesting. Like all that kind of stuff would be really cool to see. This gadget like had the most activations or something like yeah, it should just take a random stat from each match and make that like Rocket League. Each each round it says like it puts it gives each person a thing like oh you were the destructor. Yeah, or... you just you demolished nine cars like stuff like that, and then it should just give that to each person like oh you were the the demolisher. You destroyed thirteen barricades. Yeah, kind of like, like just random, kind of like GoldenEye used to give everybody like oh, a, yeah some sort of reward. Yeah, just like here's the stat that you were ahead in. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be very cool. I would love to see more stats in Siege. I hope this is something that they talk about in year five. One of them would be, you are the loser. You were not ahead in any statistic that we measure. <laughs> no, yeah, no positive statistic leads. <laughs> that'd be funny. 
Okay, that's all our questions for this week. Please do send in some more questions for us. We love getting your guys' questions in on the podcast. It gives us something fun to talk about. So go ahead and send those in in the Discord channel. Uh, Of course, we will have a new episode for you coming in two weeks on Monday. We do every other Monday now, so we'll see you guys then. Chris, are we going to actually play some more Siege? It's been a long time since we've literally like sat down and played Siege together. It has actually been, I think, 15 days since I've played video games, to be honest with you. Like at all? I I guess I played the couple matches of Siege to try the new game mode. But other than that, I have not played video games for 15 days. It's, I mean, it's been really bad for me too with like with the holidays and then I was out of town for a little bit and then I was sick. Like, well, yeah, like Jamie's, our sister got oh, married yeah. and so that we had a wedding. We had, yeah, people and stuff. So, but like I, this past week started. I have, I played a little bit of Mordow this week. I played a little bit of Red Dead. Uh, Mordow is still fun, by the way. I'm very bad at it. It's a, like a medieval, um, it's a cool game, just fighting game and yeah. not fighting game, but like a medieval, like action type yeah, of game. Yeah. With your swords and bows and arrows. It's yeah, just it's fun. It's just exciting. Gratuitously like cool, gory yeah. and like very difficult. Yes. and uh, But it's fun. So I, we played a little bit of that, got back into that a little bit. But I do want to sit down and actually play some Siege. I'm like, I'm starting to crave some Siege you got time. crave. Yeah, I got the crave. The crave on. I don't have the crave on. Can we do it? We can do it. Yeah. If we don't, I'm going to drop you and just find unrenowned kids to play with because these guys want to play. Okay. Who wants to play with me? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Are we going to do our socials? Oh, yeah. um, Yeah. If you want to not only play with us, but listen to us, you can (laughs) follow me on on all the streaming platforms. I'm Ryga, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. And I am just slow with three O's. Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. I'm on all of those. I usually Twitch. Yeah, but it used to be Twi- just YouTube. Twitch is the main one, but if you like the other ones, go check us out. Yeah, we're we're also there as well. Also, if you want like real good funny, then Instagram at just Chris Davis. That's where the real good funny is. Don't waste your time. I, it's the real good funny. I cannot tell you enough. Bye. Just goodbye.